I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us. It is Thursday, February 1st. I hope you're having a good day. We are glad to be with you today on the radio, uh, 95.9 FM, also on the radio app. Uh, those that are joining us on the podcast, we welcome you. And then uh, those on Facebook and YouTube, we are glad to be with you on this Thursday, uh, the first day of February. I cannot believe how quickly uh, January has gone by, but uh, it has, and it was a good month. And we're looking forward now to a great month here in February. We had a good service last night, our prayer meeting, a Bible study. That's always a special time. And uh, I encourage you, uh, if you do not regularly attend, uh, a Wednesday evening service. You need to come. And uh, you say, well, I go on Sundays. Well, on Sundays, I think you need to go absolutely. Uh, but I'll tell you this, Wednesday night has got a feel and uh, it's got a flavor that is very different, uh, but it is very needed. There's Bible teaching and there's prayer time and uh, there's a fellowship and we've got the children's ministries and the teen ministry and nurseries and all of those things. And it's so important. We're going through a journey. We're calling it a journey through the Bible, but we're going from Genesis to Revelation. We're just trying to hit the high spots just to give uh, all of us a better uh, a grasp on what does the Bible say? What is the Bible all about? What is the theme of the Bible? And, and do we see in the Old Testament, do we see things that we need today? And the answer, the obvious answer to that is absolutely. Now, the Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That means we need all of it. And uh, we need not less of the Bible, we need more. We don't need less of church, we need more. And uh, the church is God's plan for his people. We had a good service uh, last night and uh, we're looking forward to a great day on Sunday. Sunday is I Love My Church Sunday. Brother John Evertson uh, will be with us. He'll be preaching all day. Uh, his wife Kara is coming and she'll be speaking to the ladies in Sunday school. They're going to have a special Sunday school class right here in the fellowship hall for all the ladies. And uh, you don't want to miss that 10 o'clock of this Sunday. And we'll have a great time. Also, don't forget Saturday evening is our Valentine's banquet. And boy, we're looking forward to a wonderful time together. And I'm excited about uh, getting to uh, enjoy a good food and the fellowship and uh, getting to be together uh, for that Saturday evening. It's going to be a wonderful time. I know it's early for Valentine's. I understand that. And uh, so don't panic. Don't think, what, what did I miss? No, no. Valentine's is still the 14th. Uh, but we moved it up a week. Um, John Everson and his wife, uh, they were not able to come that following weekend. And I didn't want to do it after um, Valentine's Day, and then that's right right there with our uh, winter revival. So we moved it up a week, and that's why we're doing it now. Uh, it's February 3rd, uh, Saturday, and then, of course, Sunday, February the 4th. We're looking forward to a great time. I hope you'll be in prayer uh, that God would do a great work in our church this weekend as we celebrate I Love my church Sunday. You say, well, I don't think you ought to love the church. Well, uh, then you disagree with Jesus because Jesus said that he loved the church and he gave himself for the church. And if Jesus loves the church, I think we ought to. And if Jesus would give himself for the church, 
I think we could show up. I think we could be faithful. I think we could serve. I think we could give. I think we could uh, do our part to, to see the work of God through the local church, uh, to see it go forward uh, by our faithfulness and by our commitment. And I hope you do love your church. Uh, happy birthday today on this February 1st. Happy birthday uh, to Jade Laster. Jade, hope you have a great day. And we certainly thank the Lord for you. Let's pray today for our church, our school. Uh, pray for all of our uh, missionaries. Pray for our ministries here. Uh, for instance, the radio. This is a ministry. Uh, our, our master clubs that we had last night, that's a ministry. Uh, our Christian school, that's a ministry. The Christian school is a ministry of Victory Baptist church, our bus ministry, our music ministry, our youth ministry, our children's ministry, adult ministry, uh, men's, ladies, all of these are ministries. Let's pray for all of the ministries of our church. And then let's pray for our members. Pray for those who are sick, those who are struggling. Uh, pray God will touch them. Pray for our country. And let's remember to pray also for the nation of Israel, God's chosen people. Uh, God has promised he will bless those that bless Israel and he will curse those who curse Israel. And I'll tell you if, if you don't, if you need a good example, just look at the Middle East, all those nations that have fought against Israel uh, and the judgment of God they have experienced in the past and they will in the future. You just hold on, you just wait. And uh, God always keeps his promises. We're going to go to a song right now and then right after the song we will get into our Bible study. We are in Jeremiah chapter 2 right after this song. Change that Calvary. 
could have been that changed that Calvary I'll never get over the blood that I'm under the blood that I'm under chapter 2. We started this chapter yesterday, and uh, we see that this is a message from God. Verse 1, the word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah said, and God said, go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, thus saith the Lord. There's that emphasis again. God spoke to Jeremiah, and he said, Jeremiah, let the people know this message is from me. Thus saith the Lord. That's, that's all we have to preach. That's all we have to say. It doesn't matter my opinion. doesn't matter your opinion. What matters is what Thus saith the Lord. What does God have to say? And God's message to his people, the nation of Judah, and this is the very start of Jeremiah's ministry. Uh, This is the first recorded sermon that we have here in the book of Jeremiah. And God says to his people, I remember thee. You know, God doesn't forget. And uh, people forget. And uh, people will uh, uh, slip in their memory or people will not quite remember it. but, But God never forgets. God knows. God sees. He knows all, but he says, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth. Well, that's a good thing, right? Uh, When the nation of Israel, when they were young, there was a a love for God. There was a a, a, a relationship with the Lord. There was a a fondness to God. They wanted to be with God. They, they, They cherished that relationship. But God goes on to say, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousals. We said yesterday, uh, that's speaking of, of a marriage. Uh, like today would be an engagement. In Bible days, they called it a betrothal. And, uh, and, and when a, a couple is getting married, oh, everything is just so exciting and everything is just so uh, uh, new. And they, oh, I just can't wait. And sometimes what happens, and it shouldn't happen, but what happens is we say things like this. Well, I guess the honeymoon has wore off. Uh, I guess they're just not in love like they used to be. And friend, the reason for that is that love is a commitment and love is a decision. And if you don't work at it, if you don't have communication with your spouse, you are not going to stay in love with that person. Why are, why are uh, young people so in love uh, when they're dating or when they get engaged or right after they get married? Because they just, they can't, they can't wait to talk. They can't wait to be together. They can't wait to spend time together. And then something happens over time, right? People get busy and schedules and, and work and, and, and children. And, uh, and babies come and you don't sleep at night and everybody's, you know, grumpy and everybody's mad at one another and you're just trying to survive. And uh, my wife and I, we, we, we laugh now, we didn't then, but uh, 12, a little over 12 years, well, it was 12 years ago when uh, Lacey and Savannah were born. So at this time, 12 years ago, they would have been, you know, four or five months old. And uh, I'm telling you, they didn't sleep. And there's twins. And so one would fall asleep and then the other one would wake up and start crying and wake the other one up and then we'd get one to sleep and the other one would wake up. And it was crazy. Our, our whole lives, we felt like we're a fog uh, for those months. You say, well, were you fighting one another? No, we were too tired to fight. I mean, we were just worn out. And, uh, and I say that jokingly. We did our best through that time. But what happens is over time, if we don't work at it, uh, a relationship that was close is pulled apart. And that's what happened with God's people. God's people 
at first, they couldn't get enough of God. They, they loved God. They wanted to hear from God. They wanted to speak to God. They wanted to have that relationship. But something happened. Over time, they lost it. And God said, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousals, when thou wentest after me in the wilderness in a land that was not sown. Verse 3, Israel was holiness unto the Lord. And the first fruits of his increase. That's interesting, that, uh, that term, first fruits. Uh, because the first fruits are those things which are consecrated and dedicated to God. And the nation of Israel was a nation that God chose. It was a nation that belonged to God. It was a nation that God held uh, as his treasure. They were the apple of his eye. And God said, you were holiness. That's why they were selected to be holy, to be set apart for God. You know, friends, that's what God has called us to be. We are to be set apart. We are to be consecrated. We are to be dedicated. Um, the, the word holiness, it doesn't just mean uh, that uh, we, uh, we don't do certain things, but it means that we are separated not just from something, but we are separated to something, and we are separated to God. And so in verse number four, God talks about uh, how he found them in verse number two in the wilderness. And Israel was holiness unto the Lord. The first fruits, uh, all that devour him shall offend and evil shall come upon them. God protected them. Anybody that opposed them, God said, I'm going to stop them. Verse four, hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, what iniquity have your fathers found in me that they are gone far from me and have walked after vanity and are become vain? Now think about this question. We could ask the Lord, say, Lord, what have we done wrong? And there would be things we could come up with for sure because we are all sinners. We all make mistakes. We all come short. But it's not Israel asking God saying, what have we done wrong? It is God asking Israel saying, what have I done wrong? What, have, what iniquity have your fathers found in me? He's, God is saying, what have I done that you have turned away? You have forsaken me. And I'll tell you the answer to that question is, there was nothing wrong that God had done. There was nothing bad that God had done. God had been so good. God had been so faithful. God had protected them. God had taken care of them. God had supplied all their needs. But yet God says, what iniquity have your fathers found in me that they are gone far from me? How sad they had gotten so far away from God. They have walked after vanity and are become vain. The word vanity and vain, those words talk about something that is empty, something that is useless, something that is pointless. And I'll tell you this, when you get away from God, no matter what you go after, it is always vain. Anything that you do apart from seeking God and seeking His way is going to lead you to a state of vanity. Remember what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes. He had everything. He had all the riches. He had all the power. He had all the knowledge. He had all those things. But he said, vanity of vanity, all is vanity. Because when you try to live without God, you will find there is no peace, there is no joy, there is no happiness. Those things are only found in following God. And God, as I said yesterday, God is laying the case. He's laying out the case against Judah in how they had turned away and forsaken him. Friend, let's not forsake God. 
He's not done anything wrong. Uh, he's not been unkind. He's not been unfaithful. He's been the opposite of that. He's been nothing but kind. He's been nothing but good and faithful to us. Let's not turn away from him. Let's turn to him and let's walk closely with the Lord. I hope that helps you. And I hope you have a wonderful day on this Thursday. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.